city. All of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. Happy birthday to my dad on this beautiful Sunday, the 22nd of September. I am Keith Feltner-Smith, and you are listening to the Podland Trailcasters. Yes, we are still the Podland Trailcasters. Some changes have occurred. First things first, Brandon Goldner and I have parted ways. He was kind enough to let me carry on the Trailcasters banner, and I plan on honoring that by making it a bigger and better show here in Season 3. Shout out to Brandon, and make sure to keep an eye out for his next project. How do we go bigger and better for this season, though? A lot of changes, nay, upgrades have come, including Trailcasters are going to be on YouTube this season, courtesy of Blazers Uprise. Shout out to them. Shout out! Trailcasters merchandise, <laughs> the return of weekly prizes here on the show, a network of pods to fill up your week, uh, Holy Backboard, Peeps and Plaids, Blazers Uprise, all getting in here. We'll get to all those other changes, but first, the biggest change coming in here. He has written for Rip City Project and Hoops Habit. He manages the best coffee shops out in Malala, Oregon. He started a bit of a side project trading cards on Instagram. More to come on that later as well. He first appeared on Trailcasters back on episode 24 on February 11th of 2018. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, not as a guest, not as a Goldner impersonator, but as the new Trailcasters co-host, Ty, Tyler Wesley, maybe his middle name, Delbridge, Ty Delbridge, how are you, buddy? <laughs> it's going good, and it's actually Weston, it's Ty West Westin. Delbridge, okay, we'll take okay. that, but yeah, I'm stoked to be here, as no longer that I have to pretend to be Brandon, I can just be myself now, so there we yes. go. You are you are official officially Ty Delbridge co-host the Trailcasters man. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I'm stoked on it. Uh, when Brent and I when we had our split and and I was hoping to get something new going before we even knew that it would be Trailcasters. You were the first dude that I called. Uh, stoked to have you here, man. And uh, yeah, so uh, so hello. I feel very lucky. <laughs> I, I'm glad I was one of the first people you called, and yeah, I hopped on it right away. It was a great opportunity. So I'm I'm pumped to be a part of this Trailcasters world now. The next generation. Trailcasters yeah. next generation. Next oh my gen. God. We need a Star Trek type banner format going if we can pull that off without copyright violation. That'd be awesome. Okay, okay. Let's get the technical stuff though. At Trailcasters on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, I'll get those Instagram and Facebook pages updated soon. Trailcasters at gmail.com. We will still take all of your emails. Let us know all the questions. We, we want all of it. Let's fill up that content for it. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We're always looking for those. What, Ty? Five stars. Yes, sir. Uh, and also these beautiful beats you can hear that you are hearing right now, you can find from Odar at SoundCloud.com slash Odar Beats. Please support your local artists, including all those wonderful beat makers. Shout out to our sponsors as well, Envy Adventures and Clearly Speaking, coming along, working out all of that. They are continuing to support our music, so please, or our music, Odar's music, uh, our podcast, so please continue to support them. Ty, let's get straight to this. There's been a lot of stuff over the summer that has happened. Uh, I feel like we just got to kind of quick hit through it right now and then get Let's get to talking about the season. I've got some standardized listener, uh, not uh, listener, but guest guest questions I was wanting to ask. Woof, I'm tongue-tied because I'm excited, man. Next generation, it. here we are. Here so we are. Uh, first things first, did you see this new Blazers jersey? I did. I saw like, how Bill Walton rode his bike down on that Sunday, right? It was like a Sunday afternoon, went down, right. and he put it out. I love that. I just That was awesome. And they're sweet jerseys, too. I think we got the top five jerseys in the league, maybe even the best. Nice. But I'm being biased, but... Dude, I, I love it. So actually, funny uh, backstory on that, too. That day was when I had originally recorded episode 101 uh, with Jamie Hudson. I uh, This was before kind of the uh, the whole kind of split and hiatus. Let's call it a hiatus. It was the Trailcasters hiatus. Before that all happened, uh, I had had some recording with her, and we had talked about the jersey. She was going down there 
to take part in the ride with Bill Walden. I wanted so badly to do it. I couldn't get there. I know our buddies from uh, Blazer Tag, Ryan Witty, he went uh, to it and got some nice pictures. That was kind of my first sighting of it. Uh, and Jamie, obviously, we'll have to get her back in for uh, an updated edition of, of her episode uh, as soon as we can in here. But I actually, yesterday, uh, Saturday, the 21st, they had those new jerseys go on sale at the Rip City store. Ooh, I did and not know this. Uh, yeah, I guess they had kind of a, a special little, you know, Ripsy United thing or whatever. My dad gets those emails, though, and he's a really nice guy. It's his birthday today. Shout out to my dad. Happy uh, birthday, Keith's dad. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Keith's dad. Uh, and it was my birthday back on August 30th. He lives here in town, but we've both been busy. haven't seen him too much. And he basically called me and said that uh, Saturday at this sale, he went down and got us each uh, a, a New Jersey. So I've got a Lillard one, and my dad's got him a McCollum one matching. That is awesome. What a dad. <laughs> what a father. It's great, man. He uh, he, and I and my wife and my mom, uh, we all sit at uh, the games up in the 300 level a lot. So it's nice, man. It's it's a really fun family experience for us. And I'm stoked for the new season. I'll have a nice new jersey to add to the collection and the rotation Fresh. as we go through. Fresh new jersey. Uh, have you gotten one that? Or I'm assuming not. I don't, not I yet. Not it's yet. It's pretty I limited. D- I think yesterday was kind of that first release, but keep an eye out, man. They're I'll be slow. on that second or third release. There we go. <laughs> All right, so other new uh, additions to the Blazers roster in a way. Uh, shout out to my buddy and friend of the show, former guest here <laughs> on Trail Cashes, Travis Demers. Uh, he is the new play-by-play broadcaster, the... I don't want to say replacement, but uh, he's stepping in as the next generation. Again, the next generation for the the, the voice of the Blazers. He's uh, coming in behind Sean Lee and Wheels. Have you uh, heard Travis Demers in the last uh, season or two when he's been filling in a bit? I heard him one game last year, um, and I think he did really good. But yeah. besides that, I don't have too much experience with him, but I think he's going to do a great job. Obviously, like, it's really hard to replace Wheels. Dude was a legend. I remember, like, turning off TVs before and just, like, and then just going to the radio, like, or just so I could hear him like call yeah. the game because it was just so good. So I mean, like, it's definitely a hard job, but I think he's going to be right in for it. So excited and, to just hear him. And Travis does Rip City Drive to uh, with yeah. Chad doing in the afternoon. So that's the other place that you probably have heard his voice before. But I'm stoked on it, man. Uh, when he was on the pod here before too, I was telling him even then I think he has a great uh, uh, not not the same voice as Wheels, but there's a, a very similar kind of gravitas to it, and he has a very great just professionalism to it, so I, I'm really looking forward to hearing him for a full season. Also, shout out to the new Blazers assistant, assistant coach. Is it Pargo or Pergo? Do you remember? I believe it's, oh man, I think it's Pargo. James. I think it's Pargo too. Gennaro Pargo yeah that sounds about right gosh I was blanking for a second there Uh, not only is he the new assistant coach for us or or associate coach because I know there's some weird confusion with those titles and how that he's an assistant we'll just call him an assistant yeah I'm good with it Uh, but he also won the the title in the big three this year right yeah he did I think he was on that I I don't know what the team was called but yeah he won the big three I I, (laughs) I did watch some out throughout the summer I mean what's different about that is those guys switch throughout the year so I know like last year like he played on a different team so it's kind of hard to keep track of where they got but yeah he was on the the winning squad and and that big three is pretty fun to watch I watched a couple games throughout the summer yeah man I had a good I had a good I had a good time with it watching that and WNBA both actually uh, it's fun to kind of fill in for the basketball I'm into that a lot more than paying more attention to all the kind of trades and all the off season stuff and all the moving around but uh, 
Pargo, yeah, I don't remember exactly what team it was. The big three is really interesting to watch, but they don't have the schedule worked out quite where it's easy to watch. You know, it's not super accessible. But honestly, they don't make the WNBA as accessible as it should be either. I wish they would do more of that, but all you can really do as fans, I think, is try to watch it as much as possible in, in both cases. And the, the better the ratings are, the more they will hopefully get kind of bumped up to better time slots, right? Yep, totally agree. Okay, so uh, shout out to the, I guess, the, the, the supporting cast around the Blazers. Let's talk about the team itself. Did you see this headline about Damon CJ being the best backcourt in the NBA? I did. It's it's pretty old news because, I mean, I think for us, Blazer fans, we've thought that for a while now. <laughs> but I think yep. I think the rest of the league is just finally starting to figure it out. And now that there's no Clay, or I guess that he's hurt for a while, like Clay Thompson, he's going to be out probably till February. I mean, they're definitely the number one backcourt. I wouldn't take anybody over them. Yeah, I'm loving it, man. And I'm glad that, you know, some people, not not glad, but it's it's interesting how some people have kind of yelled about this when it first came out. And what do you mean they're the best? And is it like, why would you discount Clay? And like you just said, he's not going to be healthy. That's a big factor. The same way, uh, I think it was Sports Illustrated, they just put out their top 100 players. Nurk was down in the low 70s or 80s range. Kind of, I mean, it was in the top 100, but barely in there. And... If he was healthy, obviously, I think they even wrote in that if he was healthy, he'd be a lot higher on that list. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about that, too. The the idea that Blazers could have, what, potentially three players in the top? I don't remember exactly where Damon CJ fell Like on three list. top 50, probably, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that could be a, I feel like that's and a good mark. And you could probably argue that Whiteside should be closer to that 90-100 range. I mean, he's still one of the best players in the league when he wants to be. That's a very good point. Okay, so let's jump straight to Whiteside then. Did you see uh, our buddies over at Rip City Project? They had an article. Let me pull up the notes I had on this. They had a piece a little while ago, and again, this is some older news because we're just kind of jumping around from the summer, just kind of touching on happenings, introducing Ty and uh, the, the new co-host and your new opinions and your flavor to the listeners here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Austin Carroll over at Rip City Project, uh, they had an article where they basically put out a defensive white side, and they did a blind test. They compared Whiteside's numbers last year in uh, Miami to uh, Andre Drummond, Clint Capella, and Stephen Adams. 75% of people reading this poll, obviously these are Blazer fans, but this is a blind test, so there's no names next to it. 75% chose Whiteside's production and his stats from last year over those other three players. I feel like, like what you just said, Whiteside, I think his reputation has really damaged where people put him in the overall uh, the, the pantheon uh, out there. I, I feel like his his numbers, even in uh, last year when it was considered a down year for him overall and he didn't look as good with Miami, didn't like the system he was playing in, that should say a lot, man. I, I think, is it possible, Ty, in your opinion, are we going to come to a point that uh, this season where it's hard to know what to do with Whiteside going forward? Like, as far as is he going to be too valuable for us to want to get rid of? But uh, I, I think know, so, I, yeah. I think... I thought for a while that they would definitely trade him during the off season, or not off season during like uh, like February, like, like when Nurkic came back. Yeah, yeah, I thought for sure they'd move him. But now, as I've yeah, like kind of thought about it, let's say he comes in and just buys into the Blazers' culture system. He's catching lobs, he's blocking shots, he's running the floor, he's keeping his mouth shut, and then and then like and then like he's helping win games. I think it's going to be hard to move him around February because or because there's questions with Nurkic's health. Like I mean, like with his leg like he might not come back like 100% yet so I think they might keep Whiteside because he is playing good I mean I mean like this guy can lead the league in blocks by a mile like yeah, if he wanted he's to done it before yeah and he's been all defensive team second team I think a couple of years ago he's led the league in blocks he's been top five in blocks like the dude well, is a beast when he wants to be 
And, dude, you're making all the right points here, too. As far as the defense, one of the biggest things that the Blazers have lost this summer with the changes that we have made, with the changes they have made to the roster, is defense, right? Uh, Al Farouk Aminu and Mo Harkless, while they were flawed players, while they got criticized a lot when they were here in Portland, and then as soon as they get traded away from Portland, the NBA mar- uh, analysts seem to be like, oh, man, what values? How'd they get rid of them? Right. Of course, right? Uh, but what they brought to the floor, undoubtedly, was defense. That's what other teams would have wanted them for. And so that was definitely something uh, the Blazers have lost. But like you just said, Whiteside, the defense he can bring, not just the pure numbers like blocks uh, and just kind of rim protection, but he's been a defensive player, man, like his whole career. That's uh, what his calling card, is it not? Oh, it definitely is. Like in 2015-16, he led the league in blocks with 3.7 a game. His next year... <laughs> He was fourth in the NBA with 2.1 blocks per game. And last year, he was seventh in the NBA with 1.9 blocks per game. Damn. And, and then last year, like, or so apparently, like, he wasn't even trying last year. So, and he was top 10 in blocks. He right. had a 12-block game in his career. He has a 12-block game in his career. <laughs> and an 11-block game in his career. Was the 12-block, that had to be a triple-double. I'm hoping that's a triple-double. Get some I, rebounds in there. I don't remember, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't remember which game. But I'm gonna have to look that one up for oh, you. Oh, I can look it up right now. I'm going fast. Uh, uh, fast. He <laughs> did not have a triple double. He had oh. 14 <laughs> points, 12. Oh wait, I lied. He did 14 points, 12 blocks, 13 rebounds. Jesus, yeah, that's a game, man. That is a game. Okay, so I'm not saying we're gonna get that from him every night, but if that's a uh, in the potential, that's just we've talked before uh, about Nurk being the kind of guy who can give you a 20 and 12 or like a, a 17, 12, 17, 14 kind of game on average, the kind of potential that Wyset has in there in the same way. I love the idea that that we could get to a point. We could have the problem of not quite knowing who to be, who to leave in as, as the starting center. I'm not saying Nurk isn't going to deserve it. I think Nurk long-term is the Blazers' starting center. But when he comes back, he's not going to come back 100%. So yep. maybe maybe when he first comes back, you're bringing Nurk off the bench. And for a while, we have Whiteside starting and Nurk backing him up. That, that is just beautiful. Are, are and Nurk you... is just, what, like still 24 years old. He's And then I think they have it under contract for three more years. So there's no rush to use him right now. And then Whiteside only has one year here. So just or just see what you got from him and then just get the most out of him. And then next year, you have Nurkic back 100%. Like, well, like that's hopefully he's ready to go. And then you're back to it. You have... You have a top 10 center each year. <laughs> so, I mean, I, at that point, though, do you think if Whiteside does play through? I I mean, because I agree. I was thinking originally that he'd be a player that we have in here until Nurk is healthy, maybe trying to get rid of him uh, before the deadline if possible. But if Nurk isn't quite healthy before the deadline, or let's say if the Blazers are in kind of this position that we're hoping for where we're one of the strong contenders in the West. The Warriors are no longer the perennial favorite, so it's a lot more open. And if the Blazers do have this, this strong of a roster – uh, when it comes around that time of year, Whiteside's not going anywhere. If he's here through the end of the season, is there any way we keep him, or is this just going to be a contract situation where he's like a one and one and done Blazer? It depends on, I guess, like, mm, like for how okay good of a year he has. To, to be clear for listeners, like I am fantasizing. This is yeah. In fact, cue up the dream music. Let's take this all the way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Ahead, sorry. I mean, with him, yeah, like, I guess it's, like, how good of a year he has and then, like, for himself. Like, if he wants to go be a starter somewhere and then, like, and then, like, he knows we have Nurkic, like, he probably knows he won't be the long-term starter here. But let's say he goes, you know what, I'm 30, he's, like, 30 or 31 years old. I might just be the backup big man here who plays big minutes. I still have a great culture. I mean, I don't know how, I mean, I think he wants to be here. And also, like, by following him on social media, he's either bought or 
rented out a very big, nice house here in oh, Oregon so okay, far already. Okay. He's not just staying in some apartment like in Portland for six months. He got some nice, really? nice Where's house up at? in the woods. I believe it's actually pretty close to here in Malala. I'm not really? exactly, I'm not 100% <laughs> accurate, but based off of where I've seen him like show on Snapchat videos and stuff where he turns, I recognize some of the roads and he's up in like the woods and I, and then so that, or so there's this area like above us called Beaver Creek and apparently it's starting to get flooded with more popularity because it's kind of out here in the country and it's close to everything. Really? So I'm starting to think he got a pretty, and then he's shown his house, and it's pretty big. So he either I mean, he's an animal guy. He's always been like a, a big fish guy and a big kind of yeah. animal guy. So I could see so him getting he either, a lot of space. Or so yeah, like for him, like he might have planted his roots, thinking he does want to be here for a while. I'm just speculating. Interesting. Also, but. No, no. Look, that's what we're here for, man. Especially on episode one, introducing you to the Trailcasters audience. I want to get speculation. I want to get hot takes in there. That's love me. it. <laughs> or it also could just go to the fact that people call him immature and he didn't make a very smart decision buying a house when he could only be here for one year. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm more into the idea that he's already falling in love. Look, I, I would rather say that, that uh, I want to put Whiteside closer to Rodney Hood than to Kawhi Leonard on that spectrum of, of, uh, of what drives him, let's say. So, uh, you know, in, in that sense, Rodney Hood, obviously we've seen, he was here only for 20-ish or so games last season. And he re-signed for a lot, would argue, less than he really could have in other other places. Oh, yeah. He he took less, and because he wanted to be here, he likes Portland. And if we had, let's say, we have this amazing season, let's say everything clicks. Here, first question for you. Let's get another hot take out of you before I continue this uh, this fantasy. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, uh, Zach Collins, Whiteside, and starting small forward, which we can discuss in a bit. That lineup, backed by Nurkic backed by other small forward and whatever else goes on, maybe another, you know, kind of midseason trade if there's anything we can do. Is that possibly a championship roster in the West in 2019-2020? Like, you get to the finals and win it, or you just get to the finals for the West? I will leave that distinction to you, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if they buy in and they get Whiteside to be that dominant self, and we have Nurkic coming off the bench, and we're blowing up. I think we have a chance to make a run. Get to there. There it is. Get yeah. there. Oh my God! It can happen. It can happen, especially Anything like with possible. Damian Lillard leading the show. There's no re- <laughs> or, there's no reason that he can't get this team. I mean, like to the finals. We saw Steph Curry do it like four or five years ago before they even got KD. They had shooters. They had depth. We have shooters. We got depth. We got, we got stars. We got shooters. We got a great coaching staff. We got a GM yes. who's willing to make moves. We got the best home court around. I love it, man. There's oh, no reason we can't go win it. That was so beautiful. We can be the champions. Okay, yeah. Hot <laughs> takes on the book, man. Uh, listeners, send in those they thoughts. Weren't. Tell us how right how right Ty is. <laughs> you can hit me up on Twitter. Yes. Okay, okay. What else we got? What else we got? Where else can we go from that? <laughs> yeah, Rodney man. Head. I'm in, though. Oh, yeah, the rest of the fantasy. So the idea was, if everything clicks, essentially, is what I'm getting to. If everything clicks and the Blazers have the most amazing season, if we could possibly get to the championships, win the championships, would Whiteside, would that be enough to swing Whiteside into being a Rodney Hood, where he just wants to take less, make it work on the contracts, stay here in town, versus the idea of, like, oh, he wins a championship and wants to be Kawhi Leonard, where now he can go play somewhere else. Because, I, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, this whole reputation that he has here, maybe it's not entirely gone in a year, and what's he what's he going to do better than a, a championship where he's appreciated? You know, Portland's going to show him love. I think, yeah. I mean, I think if you win a championship, it's going to be hard to... 
I mean, to definitely leave. Our problem yeah. is we don't have much money, but yeah. I figure we can make it work. <laughs> Who knows? That's definitely down the road. But, I mean, I think at this point in his career, like, he probably wants just a safe safe place to be, like, where he gets his guaranteed money and win. Yep. Not yep. more, like, yeah, like, just no more, like, tanking or big questions. And, like, yeah. he just knows his role and... There he goes. He plays what well. What is he looking it. for, right? Like he's got a lot of money. He apparently he's got a big house where he's yeah. gonna have lots of animals out here in Malala. Uh, he, he's apparently your new neighbor. I'm <laughs> stoked on that. I'm happy to hear, man. We'll have to get him on the show eventually. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it'll be good. Okay, okay. Uh, other upcoming dates, though. Let's talk about that. Actually, here, a uh, quick hit on the date in the past. The U.S. in the FIBA tournament was it? Was it the FIBA World Cup? World How Cup. Do we want to refer to yeah, World, World Cup. Cup. Uh, it just feels weird referring to a non-soccer game as of the World Cup. but Very much so. Uh, so what, USA finished 7th, I think, overall? Is that right? I believe that was the, the finishing. It wasn't the yeah. best. wasn't the best roster. Uh, all the, the historical or legendary problems everyone has heard about now with uh, star players not wanting to play. We don't blame them because it's you know they wanted the summer off. They wanted some time to themselves. And also, they wanna, if they're going to be traveling to uh, Asia during the summer for more basketball, it probably makes more sense to do it for the Olympics next summer than mm-hmm. uh, the game this summer. You can understand that perspective, uh, but the cost of that obviously was uh, USA not meddling for first time since how long? Since ever? Man, since I don't like, even know. I don't know, since a long time. But we are not basketball historians, but it's been a while. We're not basketball <laughs> historians, no, no. But I feel like that roster still, like, still should have been top five top three finish with the medal. I mean, you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Jason Tatum, you got Kimball Walker. I don't know how Mason Plumlee got on there. There's a Plumlee on every <laughs> Olympic or World Cup team. How does this happen? Every time oh, I look boy. on a World Cup team, there's a Plumlee. <laughs> I'm not sure how that happens. We couldn't find anybody else. See, the, the problem with that answering that question is we are still just a podcast. We don't have visuals here. If we could put up visuals, I feel like the answer kind of makes itself apparent. <laughs> but never mind. We'll move on from that part. Uh, yes, I, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the, I think the problem though, as far as Plumlee goes too, speaking of the Plumleys, the problem with the Olympic roster this year was size. Uh, yeah. you run up against these other, uh, teams who have, well, size and chemistry. Those are, I th- think, the two biggest factors. A lot of these foreign teams have been playing together for years. These squads are not guys that you just throw together from a bunch of teams where they haven't practiced and they don't know each other. These guys have known each other for a lot of older, uh, throughout their basketball careers. Mm-hmm. Versus here, I mean, obviously NBA players know each other, but they don't play together in the same way. They don't know each other's style and habits on, to the same level uh, to be able to have that kind of team chemistry on a moment's notice like that. Mm-hmm. And yes, the other side of it is just the roster itself. We didn't have the size to compete with kind of the European style. That could have changed. How about this? Will that change for the Olympics? Do you yeah. see us having a better selection? Yeah, I think all the stars go over there because it's the Olympics. It's the big show. It's the main one. It's where it actually matters i guess i mean obviously this world cup matters but this is what like this is what like everybody tunes into to watch like no like normal person like who doesn't care about sports was tuning in to watch the world cup but they'll tune in (laughs) to watch the olympics and if basketball's on they'll watch it yeah yeah and i mean even beyond who cares about sports no one watch no one watches the the world cup the fiba world cup we just saw yeah who doesn't care specifically about basketball in the off season like that even a lot of nba fans it's like 6 a.m here on the west coast to wake up and watch it and they didn't make it easier either because no. it wasn't like it was on general espn channels you have to have like i think for a lot of the games you're watching on espn plus yep. uh, having to kind of get this on demand or have special services for it and again you know we mentioned earlier the wnba they have the same problems where they don't seem to get the same time blocks so 
there's kind of this catch-22 of like, oh, you can't get a better time block without a bigger audience. Well, you can't really get a bigger audience when no one can watch it conveniently or well, without having to like rearrange their schedule. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay. Yes, I, or, but I think we will have size and a lot more skill at the Olympics. Including Dame. Dame committed to next year already. Dame and Steph both said in separate interviews that they were uh, they're down for the Olympic team for sure. Uh, and obviously you're going to have like Anthony Davis, I'm sure, who's going to be down for Olympics even if he's as long as he's healthy. Yeah. You have Davis. I mean, like you might get LeBron in there for one more run. Uh trying to think who else is around there you got blake griffin if you want to use him he can come in and use you got kevin love if he's healthy yeah there's tons of guys who could they come in and they'll they should easily win gold in the olympics depending i mean if all i mean like i mean like with damon steph as their backcourt you should easily win in the olympics oh man that'd be incredible yeah that, like either whether you're playing one off the bench you just if you play one off the bench you never let up like the opponent is going to have to deal with that caliber the best point guards the best two point guards in the nba the entire game mm-hmm. uh and if if you put them next to each other i feel like that could work because they're, they're both shooters enough especially from outside i don't think that'd be that much of a problem so yeah it's, yeah that would be incredible either way uh okay so let's Get out of the Olympics. Let's fast forward to a date even before the season, much closer to the Olympics, but even before the Blazers season coming up, even before the Blazers preseason coming up, Fan Fest on October 6th, right around the corner here. The thing that's going to be special about this one, have you been to a Fan Fest before, Todd? Yeah, yeah, I've been to like two or three. It's a fun event, right? It's a, a fun thing they've done in the Rose Garden before, and they've had separate stations uh, of kind of, you know, little little meet the f- uh, players events, then they'll do a, a team scrimmage. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's nothing that lasts too long, but it's, it's a fun thing to get to. And, and it's a, a free-for-all in the seats, too. You can kind of sit down as close as possible, and that's always kind of nice to yeah. see them scrimmage from up close. Yeah, that's what I did. Like, I remember, like, one year, like, me and my friends got there pretty early, and then, like, we ran in and then ran down to, like, basically the court side and then got to watch the whole night, got... Nice. Like, and then like we got to talk to the players and stuff. So, yeah, that was super fun. I'm always bringing my camera to those too, man. I can bring like a nice big wide angle lens, get some really cool shots up close for them, like just dunking, showing yeah. off an easy game. Uh, so Fan Fest this year, though, the special thing about it is going to be like the first preseason game in the Memorial Coliseum. I am stoked on this. And again, this is not anyone listening to this. If you are the games for the preseason game in the, uh, or sorry, the tickets for the preseason game in the Memorial Coliseum against Denver, those tickets went fast. Uh, there's very few seats in that stadium, uh, in that venue, however you want to put it. Uh, but it's those those ones went fast, and it's gonna be hard to get a hold of those. If you are, if you were not lucky enough to get tickets for that, going to this fan fest is going to be a serious event. Go and check out a game here in the. I don't remember exactly what the name was for the Memorial Coliseum, but just the glass box, man. It's windows. It's it's a really cool thing. It's that I, I hope they shutter it like they used to do. I hope you can kind of get that whole feeling of just suddenly being, suddenly being closed in for the game. Uh, but Ty. What do you think, man? You want to go to this with me? We should get together. I really want to get together if we can and uh, and get down for this. I feel, feel like it would be a really uh, a good time for us. I'm pumped. Let's do it. I, nice, I have no reason not to go. We should plan it and go. Yeah, dude. Okay, cool. We will set this up then. Uh, it'll be an excellent event. And yeah, maybe any listeners that are going to be there too, come and find us. Come and find yep. Ty and I there. Let's get some cool shots of all of us down next to the court to start off uh, hopefully the Blazers championship season. It'll oh, be yeah. So amazing. Okay. Starting at the old place. I mean, that only makes sense. They're going to start where it all happened. You know what, though? Hold on. Let me back up here real quick. I skipped one other Blazer uh, date on the on the calendar here. Happy birthday to CJ McCollum. Oh, yeah. Happy he birthday, He just turned, CJ. I think, 28 on Thursday or something like that? 28 years old. I know, man. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, I shouldn't even said that part. That just makes me bitter. No, not really. <laughs> how old are you? Can I ask how old you are? I'll cut I'm this 22. out. 22. 
Twenty. Oh, mother. <laughs> I right, twenty three November. See, this is perfect. It really is the next generation. We now, I can now officially be the old hat on the show. Me at thirty five here, uh, and it, I, again, I just turned into August. So happy birthday! And wait, you said November? Yep, in November. November twelfth. So twenty three in November. Yep. Okay, man. Okay, so that's my Alan Crab year. We are officially different generations, so I get to call you kid all the time and everything. This is great. This just got so much more fun. That's gonna be great. (laughs) I'm ready for it. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you're like, oh, great. He's gonna call me kid. No, I I won't be that hard on it. But that's good, man. This is excellent. The next generation of Trailcasters. We got to go with some good uh, Star Trek logo. Did you watch Next Generation back in the day? Or unfortunately, I have not. Watch yes. any of that. Maybe only just through the Big Bang Theory. That's about it. Whenever they oh, talk man. about Star Trek. <laughs> okay, okay. There we go. So now we got a man. Suddenly you're going to see a Big Bang gifts going on. Trailcash's tweets. You can blame Ty for that. No. I'll take no. it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, JD, actually, my father in law. I think he's a, a big, big Bang fan. That's wow. kind of a hard that's one to a, say. That's a real hard one to say. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ty, I want to get to some questions that I kind of had going for listeners over the summer. I was kind of asking them a whole series of questions, just seeing how the answers went. And the idea is later on in the uh, season, we can kind of see how our answers have changed. Before I get to that, though, uh, Blazers tweets. There were some of these that I just want to kind of use these. You know what? No, forget that. We'll get to tweets later. Tweets later. Questions tweets later. first. Tweets later, questions first. Well, listener questions later, too. So questions later, too, and tweets and stuff. Is this confusing you yet? Not okay. at all. I'm ready. All right, cool. On with <laughs> questions. Uh, here, actually, no, I added two of these here, too. So will Damon CJ be career Blazers? Yes. Yes? Okay, cool. Not even hesitating. You're good with it. Yeah. I like it. Are you worried about either one of them, or do you feel like it's pretty locked in at this point? I'm not worried about either one of them like demanding a trade or getting out. I think the only time that happens is if like the franchise clearly states they are blowing up. They fire Terry Stotts. They fire Neil O'Shea. They they get a new owner, stuff like that. I think if that is the course of the franchise, then there's a chance they just trade them or they do one out because they have like a year or two left of their prime careers. But I think if it stays like this, they're winning games, they're trying to compete, they're going to be Blazers for life. So barring catastrophe, you don't see them trading CJ? You think we're good with this core and it's like we're just going to roll with it and see what else we can put around? I think as long as Neil O'Shea's here, he won't move CJ. He drafted Dame, he drafted CJ. Like These are his babies, I guess you would say. Like they or like He found them, he was able to like like let them develop, and now they are who they are. He's given them big contracts. So yeah, I don't think they're going to move him. Especially right. since last year that it proved that it worked. They got to the Western Conference Finals with it. People were always yeah. saying, you can't get out of the first round. You can't beat elite teams. You can't be a good team. They they did all that. So no, it's, Obviously, they got swept legit. by the Warriors, but they were up in those games, too. They just couldn't figure out how to win them. Well, you know, now uh, I hopefully you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes this year. Championship 2020. Woo! All right, so... Uh, how about Ronnie Hood? Could Hood be the sixth man of the year? Not just for Blazers, but could he be a sixth man of the year candidate this year in the NBA? No, because I think he's going to start. Oh, look at you mixing it up. Okay. I think okay, okay. I think they guaranteed him the starting job for him to stay. That's kind of the reason. That's one of the reasons I think he was willing to take less money was, one, I think he wanted to be here. He found a role that he fits in. Like with this team, and I think now that they don't have a small forward, I think it was like, if you come back, we'll let you be the starter and prove your worth. Interesting. Okay, I can see that. Uh, let's we'll get back to that one later because I think we have a listener question on that same thing. So, I did see an article. I'm trying to remember exactly who 
it was by. Uh, but there was some article out there where, where they were kind of listing, I think, the top ten. Oh, Phil. Phil Watson. My Hoops yeah, Habit. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. There, oh, yeah, there you go. It was Hoops Habit. That's right. That's why I read it because I saw that on there. I was curious. But he had uh, he had ten candidates for uh, six-man, and he had Hood in there. And yep. he noted, like, he kind of said that just having this full year to acclimate to the system, but I guess his argument would that be Hood is coming off the bench and Bazemore would be starting as just maybe more shooting in that sense. I think they'll start Hood because they won't need as much of his firepower coming off the bench this year because it was like with Simons and everybody else. And then with Bazemore, I don't think they'll need as much of a I, – I, I think they think their spark will be Simons coming off the bench so okay. they won't have to put Hood on there for him to get that punch when he comes in in the second unit. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, and we'll, we'll maybe touch on that again when we get back to the listener questions. But uh, actually, in here, here's another one we've touched on already. Will Whiteside finish the season as a Blazer? That is a that is a tough question. I we am going to speculated s- earlier, right? I'm going to say yes. You're saying yes, okay? Yeah, Go yeah, on with it. yeah, yeah. Because I think I think it's what you were saying earlier. Like at least just the fantasy that we were putting out there earlier. If if he finishes the season as a Blazer, I think that means that a lot has gone right. I I think I think if he is not here as a Blazer, then we had to trade him before February, and the only way that really happens is if Nurt comes back healthy and strong quick yep. and I, I just don't see that being the case even if Nurk, Nurk comes back healthy man I'm tongue-tied right now even if Nurk comes back healthy I feel like we would still be motivated to keep both of them around and just make sure Nurk is good make sure there's not anything that comes up again and especially again like we said if uh if this does go as well as our as our fantasy dreams are uh, are hoping for then you can't get rid of him. He's just too good. He would just be too valuable here, and it'd be an arsenal, man. It'd be like like Stephen Dame starting for the Olympics, having Nurk and Whiteside here, man. That's an unstoppable force in the middle. And Zach Collins. They're going to be leading and the league Collins. in blocks. They're going to be leading the league in blocks with Collins and Whiteside. Okay, I don't know if I have a question on Collins here. Uh, let's, let's just talk about that real fast. How good do you think he's going to be this season? Can we rely on him to really step in as a starting four? I think, yeah. I think this is the third year. He I, He's still only 21, which is just nuts he's been in the league for three years and he's only 21 but i think this is when guys usually take the step they take the leap they show their worth i think he showed out in like the playoffs last year he had games where like he was a big difference and was the reason we won some games he had like a five block game a six block game or something like that um i think he's gonna be up for the challenge i don't think they would have got rid of aminu well obviously i think he was an unrestricted free agent so he could do whatever he wanted but i don't think I think they would have tried to upgrade that more if they didn't think Collins was going to be ready. So I think they felt like this is he's ready to go. Um, and then what's nice for Collins is he doesn't have to worry about being the go-to guy or like scoring 20 points a game or getting 10 rebounds. He just needs to just play what he's been doing. Just run the floor, like scoring, get the ball in the post, block shots, bring energy, and not worry about putting up stats. Just be out there and affect the game. I can see it. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about. I'm worried about kind of like which I, I. There's just been so much talk where Zach wants to be a center. He wants to be inside, and he's just not there he's, yet. He's just not ready. For he's it. not thick enough. Well, yeah, but I think for me, what it brings up, it echoes this problem we had with Lamarcus, where he wanted to be the power forward, and the team wanted him as center, and he went as far at points of saying, "No, don't list me on the on the roster as the center." He's uh, just a- I mean, and I, I get his thing, too, where he wanted another guy inside so he could play his game. And obviously, he has continued to play his game, and he continues to be an amazing player at what he does. Uh, but it's just, 
I don't know, the, the, the whole sentiment with Zach, I worry about, oh, man, is he really wanting to put, be center so bad that he's not going to be a stretch four if that's what the team needs? Is he not going to want to be a help defender? He's going to want to be, like, more stuck under the rim, which is not what we need if we have, like, Whiteside or Nurk out there. Well, or he can do both. He could stretch the floor and then be the rim defender. He could be the stretch four and then be the center on defense. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, even with Myers before, too, I eventually, in my mind, I worked him into being more of a stretch five, so maybe that's the, the mold that Zach kind of forms as himself. He's definitely a stretch five. He's... I mean, like he has those unicorn traits that teams are looking for. He can play defense. He can shoot the floor. He's tall. Uh, he's and then like and then like he moves well. Right. So I think he could be a stretch five, stretch four, and it's also going to be different this year with Whiteside on the defense they play because I mean he is such an elite shot blocker. They might just stick him down there and then let Collins roam, and he probably is going to know that that he's not as good a shot blocker as Whiteside based off his even physical profile. I mean, oh for sure, I I, I feel like I, I feel like that should be obvious to Zach. I think Zach is pretty aware uh, and self aware as far as that goes, as far as what. And I think he's the type of guy just to do whatever. Obviously, like I think he like or let's say like he wants to play center. I don't see him throwing a fit about it if he's not the center. I see him just coming out and doing his job and then trying to prove why he should be the center. That's the kind of guy I think he is. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, next question. Will Nurk be a legit starter, not name only, but like playing 24 or more minutes a game at some point this season? So not on average necessarily, not like, you know, averaging across the whole season because obviously he's going to have a, a big hole in the beginning. But at some point this season, will we see Nurk play a legit 24 minutes a game? I'm going to say no, actually. You know what? No, I'm going to say no. no. Okay. I'm going to go no. I'm gonna th- I think they're going to be cautious with them. They showed it before that first time he broke his leg. Uh, they brought him back kind of slow, it felt like. He does look good in the pictures that have been posted on the other day on the Blazers' Twitter. Like, they're all in the weight room. Like, uh, he looks like, heavy. <laughs> he looks heavy, but what's nice is his legs don't look any different from each other. They both look ah, equal. One's not weaker, so I think his balance will be good. I mean, he's coming back first. I'm, I mean, I'm... I don't know. I, I'm kind of contradicting myself with these answers, but uh, <laughs> no, you're good. I, I, I think it. the Blazers are just such a tricky franchise when it deals with injuries. I don't think they're going to rush him back, and I feel like if they see any part of him that doesn't look like he's 100, percent they'll they'll reduce his load by a lot. So that's why I almost think Whiteside will be around just for any hiccup with Nurkic. They're they're not going to risk it because yeah, because he is only 24. And he's got three more years left. So, well, I think that's the biggest part that makes sense too, as far like with what we've been talking about already. If Whiteside is most likely going to be a Blazer for the rest of the season, for the full season, then there would be no real need for for Nick to kind of to rush into that. So I could see, you know, I, I when I've had this question posed to previous guests, uh, I definitely was kind of more on the side that yeah, Nurk would be a starter at some point this season. Uh, but that was more in the mindset too, even where I was still thinking that we'd be getting rid of Whiteside by February. I kind of feel like you might be right. I feel like that might be more realistic that uh, this could just be the the roster, the big man roster we're going to be looking at uh, for the for this uh, year. It just seems like how new O'Shea would do it. He would just be, you know what? I'll go get this center who can play good for one year, if not, or whatever, and then and then I'll ship him out, and then I have my center back. That's just kind of yeah, how he works. Yeah. It's a safe play. A, uh, okay, yeah. well, so next question. Will Dame make the first team all NBA this year? Uh, he should, but he won't. He'll probably get... He'll probably get snubbed from it, <laughs> knowing the second? league. I think he'll probably be second. He should be first. I mean, I think he'll have a. I, I, I'm expecting him to have a huge year. But I think Steph's also going to have a huge year in Golden State while he's the only guy for a while. And I think voters are just gonna, they're just gonna drool over him. So yeah, 
we'll see. Yeah, I, I can I could see. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be hard for if Steph is going to be more focused in the offense, and you know, you've got like Harden down there as well. Although Harden's going to be maybe split with Russ, maybe voters are tired of Harden. We could, we could see. I don't know if Blazers have a good season like we're hoping for too. I could see Dame just shining too bright to be ignored. We'll see about it though. How about CJ? Will he be an All Star this year? Yes, I yes think, really I think so. I think with Clay Thompson not playing. Uh, the first half of the season is super big for CJ's chances to get to the All-Star game. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cause I, I hadn't think... thought of this one. I, I, I just, I think the, I think the large consensus overall has been that, uh, you know, the West is just too strong or that he's not going to commit to it. But, uh, someone, oh, you know what? It was Jamie. Jamie, I think, did put in, and obviously I don't have her audio, so you're the only one with the receipts right now saying yes to it. But I could see it, man. Uh, it's not impossible. I'd be hoping for it. It's just, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guards out in the West right now. Yeah, or so there's a ton of guards, and there is so much, like, forwards, too, like, I mean, like he might not make the bench because I could see someone trying to get Zion into the All Star game, and that could ruin his chances. Oh, and then now, and now we have Kawhi Leonard in the West. So like, obviously him and PG are going to be on it. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Steph, Dame. I mean, that's almost half the roster right there. Harden, <laughs> Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be tough, to but I think, I think he's going to show out this year. Good, good. Okay, cool. Well, we will bring that one back, man. I, I think it's gonna. I, I I want it to happen. So speak into existence, right? Make yep. it happen that way. Yep. How about uh, Portland as a whole? Where's the final? Uh, where do they place as the final seed in the West? Where do they finish? Third. Third. Third in the overall. Okay, I like it. Yeah, we've been pretty consistent about that so far. I think. I think third. I I, I think they get home. I I think at least they get home court advantage. You see, so so the top four for sure. Yeah, I could see I could see that I'm down for third though. I could see third place being a lock. Uh, I don't know. Again, it's been one of these things. There's been a lot of debate about 50 wins and if this is a reasonable ex- expectation for too many teams this year. I don't. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think teams are not teams. I think the league, like media and stuff, they just they love to sleep on the Blazers and they just don't think they're gonna be able to repeat it. But I think knowing this team, like. I think they're pumped about how they finished last year. And now with this new depth that actually fits better on the roster, shooters, guys that can do multiple things, I think it's just going it, to – I think it, it will make things easier for everybody. Okay. Final question here for you, uh, and then we will get back here. We'll get back uh, after a break, and we'll take on some listener questions. What is your win-loss prediction for the Blazers this season to go with that third-place-ish uh, oh, season? <laughs> I know it's a tough one, right? Here's just some reference while you think about it. Uh, Bleacher Report, and uh, you know, honestly, I gotta probably update these uh, these overall win loss predictions. But Bleacher Report had Portland as seventh in the West, and they said 45 wins. Uh, ESPN had 40.6 wins, eighth in the West. 538 had 40 wins, but 11th in the West. Then Westgate, Vegas Lines had the over under at 46 and a half wins, but seventh in the West. And Caesars had the over under at 48 and a half wins but six in the West. So no one seems to think that the Blazers will be on top of the West, which I f- firmly disagree with. And I think that you're with me on that one. But uh, yeah, these wind ho- totals are a little all over the place, like 538 all the way down at 40 and Caesars up at 48 and a half for the over under. Uh, so that's, you know, not quite that 50 win range, but I'm going to say 50. The- going with 50. It. There it is. <laughs> Throw it out there. Do it. <laughs> nice, 50. man. Okay. Okay. I'm marking this, you know, I'm writing this down. And, uh, and again, I think uh, when I'm looking back at the notes here, Jamie also had Blazers getting fourth place, 50 wins. 
Uh, we have some others in here. Yeah, 44 wins from same. Brian Freeman. And yeah, well, okay, we'll come back to all that. Cool, man. Well, thank you. Listeners, let us know what you think. Write us at Trailcasters on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Email us at trailcasters at gmail.com. I'm going to go get a glass of water because I am excited and speaking too fast again. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Clearly Speaking and Envy Adventures. Go and check out Brenda at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. She can help you with accent reduction, lessening voice fatigue, and many other healthy vocal habits that will help you in your public speaking abilities. Brenda has been a longtime supporter of the Trailcasters, so make sure to check her out at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. That is clearlyspeakingoregon.com. And after Brenda has helped me fight my awkward conversational skills, I turn to Corey to help me fight gravity. Over at Envy Adventures, that's envyadventures.com, they have flights starting as low as $29 touring all over the Portland and Northwest scenic area. You can go and see the gorge, you can see Mount Hood, you can see all of the beauty that the Pacific Northwest has to offer from way up above in one of the planes or helicopters from Envy Adventures, that's envyadventures.com. Go and check them out today. First of all, hi, Ty. Hi. So, yes, Mr. Ty Delbridge, co-host of the Trailcast for the next generation. Uh, you are upgrade number one, sir. Upgrade number two that we are bringing in here for season three. All sorts of numbers being thrown around. Uh, lots of math. Very complicated. But uh, upgrade number two, we are going to be on YouTube. We will not just be a podcast this year. We're going full simulcast, courtesy of Blazers Uprise. Our buddy Tori over there is going to be getting us onto the YouTubes, getting us uh, fully visualized for all of you out there to see my uh, hopefully nice, awesome blazer-covered office by the time we do this. That is probably the biggest delay. You, I, Ty, I feel like you're pretty ready for the YouTube side. You seem pretty good to go over there, but uh, uh, you've got your, your blazer den ready to go, right? I'm ready to go. I get maybe <laughs> something better in the background here for when the video happens, but yeah, I'm, yeah, ready. We'll, I'm we'll, ready to rock. We'll plaster these walls, man. I got lots of blazer placards from the last uh, couple of years of games. Uh, who else was, it, was I talking to? Alex Haig, uh, one of the outsiders, was telling me the other day that she has some stuff that we can throw up if we need some more wall coverage, so we've got team support uh, to get going. We will have two awesome Trailcaster Studios on each side here, and uh, yeah, we'll get all that going. Also, though, part of this uh, YouTube adventure we're going to be doing with Blazers Uprise, they are helping us start, or we are helping them start an entire podcast network we are going to be sharing this youtube space with uh holy backboard with peeps and plaid and blazers uprise podcast themselves i am stoked for this man lots of uh uh what cross-platform integration i guess is the the, the savvy business way to put in this are you a business person i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> that was i mean i'm a business person but i don't know if you were really saying anything right there but yeah integration it's, it's We're combining sense. them all for one fantastic network and get all the content you need. Blazers, there'll be co- there'll be tons of Blazers content. All the content, all the podcasts all week, and lots of YouTube shows to go with it. So you can listen to us in your car, or if you'd rather get home uh, and watch on TV, like like what ESPN does and like what NBC Sports does. Shout out to both of those wonderful networks, all their awesome simulcast shows. I can listen to Jalen and Jacoby in my car, or if I'm like, you know what, this bit is just too funny. If there's a, a the starters, you know, if there's some good visual elements, I go home and watch it on TV on the DVR instead. We're gonna be doing that with YouTube. It's gonna be amazing. And if that wasn't exciting enough, listeners, we have prizes coming for you ty obviously tell them about uh your 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 card collection that you've been doing a bit is this all on instagram that you've been kind of building this business up um yeah so on instagram and twitter i've just been i've been buying cards i've been buying cards that i like buying players that i think will peak in the next couple years or this year buying my favorite players just to collect for myself um yeah i just kind of started it it's i mean like i've always been in the cards and then i kind of got out of it last couple of years and then i hopped on ebay one day and i realized i could buy a lot of cool stuff or <laughs> I, 
I could buy a lot of cool cards, and I was like, well, shoot. And then led to another, and I just started buying them up. So, yeah, I've been buying a bunch of Blazer cards. and We need to reach out to eBay for a sponsorship now. We need to tell them, it's like, yeah, buy lots of cool stuff here on eBay. Buy lots of cool stuff on eBay. That's a, that's a good quote. What was their motto yeah. back then? Like, here on eBay. They had the whole big song thing going for it. I don't know, because I'm not that old. You know, I'm only 22. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, so Ty is gonna be bringing the cards going here, and I like that you're pointing out too. You're not just getting like every random grab bag of cards you can find, but you're getting the players you want. This, you put it earlier is kind of it's like investing in stocks. You're finding yeah. players that you think are gonna be going up, and it, it sounds like I'm twisting your arm on this a little bit here. But we're gonna be getting your awesome stocks to be shared with the Trailcasters audience. We're gonna be getting these cards out of your hands uh, and into the hands of all the all the listeners out there when they submit listener questions. We'll be selecting all the 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 winner each week, like we used to do. Uh, lots of that coming. And you know what else? We've got shirts coming. We're gonna be bring, uh, be bringing stickers back and postcards like we used to do. Uh, I've even got some places I've been talking to about some live shows. Get us down for some oh, live man. venues. Yeah, man, we're, we're making things happen. The live shows, too, man. I want to get some listeners uh, on the pod with us, have people come out, share a beer or two with us, get maybe some trivia going, uh, on, like watching a game if we can get that set up in the place. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. Season 3, next generation of Trailcast, lots of great things coming, including, most immediately, seven listener questions or comments Love or it. things like that. Yeah. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven, man. On your first episode, your first edition of the Trailcast, we are bringing My Lucky favorite number seven. blazer ever, Brandon Roy. Number yes. seven. Shout out, man. Lots of good stuff. Got all the good vibes going. Question number one. Longtime listener, PDF Normal, at Bob underscore Deager. Welcome back. Welcome back uh, to you as well, Bob. Thank you. Welcome back to listening, and, th- and thank you for welcome- welcoming us back, man. We are stoked. Uh, Bob asks. Hey Bob. <laughs> Bob asks. Tell us. Actually, I think I talked to him too. I don't think his name is actually Bob, but it's it's the good the Twitter handle. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> so PDF Normal asks. Tell us about what you think the center rotation is going to look like this year. We're gonna start Whiteside. Collins is going to be at the four. Then when they want to take, and then I'm assuming Nurkic isn't a part of the picture just yet. I'm thinking first half of the season maybe here. So they'll start Whiteside, have Collins at the four. Then they maybe they move Collins to the five and bring in Anthony Tolliver to the four or Nasir Little to the four. Okay, um, okay. Am I missing someone else in that area? Pau Gasol. Paul, yeah. They can move him to the five and put Tolliver to the four or Nasir. Uh, and then once Nurkic comes back, then I think it's, oh, man, Whiteside, Collins, so so, so oh, man. So you think as far as the five, before Nurk is healthy, you're thinking we're going Whiteside, Collins, uh, and Pau Gasol. Kind of like yeah, the three I think they'll kind of do what they do with Dame and CJ, where where they take off like Dame, or I guess, or so they kind of take off Dame, and then CJ slides over slides to the point over. guard, yeah, I gotcha. and then they move someone to the shooting guard. I think they might do that with Collins, or they'll try to. They'll try to, yeah, yeah. That, that could be the interesting uh, X factor, at least for the early part of the season. And then when Nurk comes back, you think uh, Whiteside still probably starts over him, at least in the initial part. Mm-hmm. And you said earlier, you don't think Nurk is going to be 24 minutes a game kind of full-on starter at any point this season. So you think Whiteside probably, what, maintains that top position in the rotation? Yeah, I think if he plays well, he does. And I think they want to be patient with Nurk. It's give him 16, 18 minutes a night and just kind of bring him back slowly. But... I am very prepared to be wrong if he comes back and he's just 
dominating like the old Nurk, then or then I think the fans, the coaches, and the players were all say Nurkic has to start. Oh, but even when we talked about it before too, even if Nurk comes back and is looking good, there's just not a lot of motivation, I don't think, for the Blazers to push him further than necessary if Whiteside is still in town and playing well. If Whiteside is a Blazer and performing well, I don't see us not starting him the more I think about this. Wow, that is so different. They have a tough decision. <laughs> I think I think you and I have probably switched our like thoughts on this, yeah. like about the podcast <laughs> a couple of times. It's going to be so curious to, or to see what Terry Stotts does with this. Yeah, I'm super curious. Okay, also curious about the next question coming from another longtime listener, Corvallis Foodie at Corvallisonian. How exciting. Okay, that's not a question, but how exciting. Yes, indeed, Corvallisonian. We are excited. How about you, Ty? Are you excited? I'm very excited. Very I'm excited. Absolutely pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stoked, man. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 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 going to be such a good season. Thank you guys for coming back again. Uh, thank you for listening to the pod. Thank you for sticking with us. It's We're going to bring as much to you as possible. Very excited about this new upcoming season. How exciting indeed. Question number three. D. Kendall at Smith Rock Avenger. Of all the new guys... Who is going to become the latest fan favorite? Mm, the new guys. I think Whiteside. I think he's got that personality. I think he is very, he's just like somebody that fans can love. If he's like, obviously like his first day in Portland, he was walking down the street and then like he was passing out voodoo donuts. Voodoo, yeah, totally. Handing out voodoo donuts to people. Downtown. I think stuff like that. <laughs> I think, I think that's the type of stuff he'll do. And especially when he's excited about being here, I think he'll be out doing more of that stuff. And I think fans are really just going to like fall in love with it. I like what you're saying. I think you're right with Whiteside. I think he's going to be, I think, I think his whole reputation is going to take a flip at some point this season. The whole idea that he's uh, a problem in the locker room, that he's kind of like some grumpy uh, player. I feel like we are going to see more of this fun personality. There's a lot of comparison, maybe even to E.T., as far as especially kind of the social media and kind of the answers he gives, yeah. kind of these kind of funny little quips and one-liners uh, to, to media. But I honestly, in my opinion, I think who's really going to put out there for fans who's going to become a fan favorite is Hazonia. I think if Mario, Ooh, yeah. if Super Mario gets good playing time, that dude has swagger. He wants to make big plays. He's super athletic. He can play multiple positions, so he could be filling in a lot of gaps and kind of like maybe being that glue guy who always seems to kind of be a fan favorite, like Wes and Batum back in the days. Uh, and in addition to that, when Nurk comes back, Mario and Nurk have a bunch of chemistry, a bunch of previous history. So I feel like at that point, if you see Nurk come back and it was cheering for him, he's getting his swagger on. If Mario comes on the same way, it just might be too much shine to ignore. You know what I mean? I'm with you on that. I almost, I, I almost completely forgot he was on the roster. I can't believe that. Yeah, right? he, he has a ton of potential this year to, or to really break out. I think he's still really good. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I almost want to change my answer. Yeah, he's already <laughs> been on Twitter as well. Like he or like I, I I think he put out the thing where he said like out of or like of it was like with oh, Oregon, that's right. yeah, like I rated said... out of ten. So, or then something was eleven and then something was twelve or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Here I, I saw Let's this earlier because I was I was gonna pull this up uh Dang it, I remember because I, I moved the, the tweets around just so we didn't have time for that. But yeah, I had a point earlier where he said like Portland so far, like uh city ten, food ten basketball 11 or 12 or something like that yeah something like, yeah someone yeah even i think he might or yeah or yeah i think he might end up being the fan favorite and plus his nickname the super mario super mario yeah man i, I think there's a lot of uh, fun stuff to work with there on the same topic actually let's move forward to the next question 
Uh, oh, actually, let's see. Not quite the next question. We'll get to that one in a second. Uh, number four here from Michael Abbott-Jard at Brisney Blazers. Shout out to Michael here, all the way from Australia, I believe, uh, from when we talked a little bit last season, kind of in this off-season and some DMs. So, again, buddy, thank you for tuning back in. Thank you for listening and being here with us. Michael says, awesome. That just made my week. I think he's referring to the tweet of saying that Trailcast is back. So, Michael, no awesome that you're here you just made our week so thank you for joining us again it's 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 great to have all you writing in and appreciate the listener interaction question number five MapQuest Melnati at Melnati so glad to see the hiatus was temporary so are we MapQuest man we really we really appreciate that so uh Malnati asks ty what do you expect the sf rotation to look like i think bays will start due to his defense and hood uh will give scoring off the bench then he also asks, does hazonia see major time I, so it's a kind of multi-part question here, but you mentioned earlier you think Hood will be starter. He's saying he thinks Bays will do his defense, and Hood gives some scoring off the bench next to Ant. And uh, will Hizonia be a factor at kind of the small forward, or do you see him more as a power forward or shooting guard or somewhere in between? Um, I think on the last question, I think that he'll play both three and four. Hizonia? I think they'll try and yeah, I think they might try to move him as that stretch small ball four, kind of like Aminu last year. I think we could see him play a lot more minutes down there because of Hood, Bazemore, and stuff. Especially if you were going to say that uh, if Zach Collins is sliding into the five, I could see his yeah. own kind of picking up some slack of the four if we don't want to put in vets like Tolliver and Gasol. Gar- Sorry, continue. No, you're good. And, yeah, so I think – I do think he'll see good minutes. I think Hood starts, and then you have Bazemore come off the bench because – I think his defense and his switchability will be better with Simons coming off the bench because they're because with Simons it's kind of small. Who's who's like switchability? That. You're talking Baysmore being switchable? yeah. Baysmore has okay. been all like play defense. He can guard three two ones. Uh, okay. And then I think Simons is a little bit more smaller, so they might want to pair him with guys who are stronger on both ends than or then like a guy with Hood who are both scorers coming off of the bench. Interesting. Okay, you know that I could see that logic. Although I would also say if we're looking at Hood versus Bays, one being the defensive player, one being the scorer. I don't know if you want the defense with Ant off the bench, or if you maybe want to kind of really put your defense in there with the starters, with uh, Damon CJ and and you know like White. Well, maybe that's the other side. If Whiteside can really cover a lot of the defense with them, and if you have these other players who are experienced veteran NBA players at this point, maybe they don't need that extra kind of defensive uh, uh, assist or whatever. So I don't know. We, we'll see how that one shakes out, though. I like your point, though. I like Malnati's point too. I I could see this either way. I'm not really sure. Are are, are, yeah. are you uh, are you still uh, are you maintaining that you think Hood's gonna be starter though? I just think Stotts will start him because he saw what he had from him last year. He yep. was big in the playoffs, and I think Bazemore's new. Yep. And I know Whiteside's new, but he has to start because there's not really anybody else right. there. So I think he has to play, and I don't think Stotts wants to play Bazemore right away because he's new. But let's say he fits in right away, and it looks better with him out there. Because or or because I bet Stotts will start Bazemore one game and start Hood some games. Like, that's what he does. Like, he's going to switch up the lineup, too. And that's what's nice about this roster with Stotts. He likes to base it off matchups. Now he has all this ability to put different guys in for matchup. Heck, he could start Hazonia at 3-1 game if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it's possible, man. Like, we've seen big games from Hazonia when he played in New York. Uh, if he's just playing well or, you know, Let's say even if it's a game like game 82, like we saw last year against Sacramento, you can see a great game uh, from Hazonia against him. It's not we have they certainly have enough talent. The roster is not lacking in ability at this point. Mm-mm. No, that's not a problem. I think now like Stotts used to have to really squeeze 
the lemon to get lemonade. Now I don't think he really has to squeeze anymore. I think he's got he has talent to work with. Okay, I, man, I gotta I gotta write that quote down. That's good. Get that as like the title for the episode or something. No, <laughs> next generation's got to be the title. We'll bring back the lemonade squeezing for another one. Okay, it's either lemonade squeezing or like the host. Or the Whiteside podcast. That's what we'll call it because we talked about him a couple times. Yeah, he's well. He's going to be a major topic, I think, whole season. So again, we'll we'll, we'll bring him up more. Uh, question number six from Brandon Goldner. I've heard of this guy at Goldner PDX. That sounds very familiar. I feel like I know that name. Shout very out, familiar. Brandon. Uh, what is your most prized basketball card in your collection? Is his first question. Then he adds in shout out to Keith and Ty for taking the pod to new and better heights. Shout out, Brandon. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate it very much. So, Ty, what is your most prized basketball card in your collection? Election. Hmm. I got some got some good ones. I think right now, um, either my Damian Lillard rookie card that's autographed. Uh and Ooh, it's not really nice. a rookie card because he's still he's wearing his Weaver State gear and it's not a blazer card of any sort. So I think it was a pre-draft card, like when he was a prospect. Okay. But it's pretty cool. It's it's got a nice purple and yellow background. I'll put it on my Instagram and Twitter tonight so that way people can know what I'm talking about. Nice. Um, but I think right now, I think it's going to be my Damian Lillard 2 of 10 shot that he hit over Paul oh, George to win that. the playoffs. They got a Panini. It's called like a like they have these instant cards that they make right after the game or like I think it's like 48 hours after a big event. Wow. And they make it into a card. And they only made 10 of these and I was able to pick up a couple of them. Uh, not just one, but a couple of them. Listen to you. I, Damn. I flipped one already. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we got this one, and I think it's going to be my most prized one because it's That's a sick. great shot. It's a great moment in Blazers history. Not very many of them made. See, this is why we need to get this YouTube thing up and running here, man, because you're showing that to me right on camera there, and that just looks nice. Dame's shot right before the wave goodbye over Paul George. That just looks and so good. And the 1.5s in the background. Oh, yeah. Listen to you with all the history, too. You pulling up the stats here today. Oh, this is just working out so well. I'm loving it. So I don't have the biggest card collection, but uh, I got to say that the most special card to me, and it's very uh, perfect that Brandon asked this question himself. Uh, maybe he even knew this was coming, but the most uh, special card in my small collection is the Rashid Wallace card that I got from Goldner at a live show that we did with Holy Backboard and with uh, Jake McGrady and some of the Second String Sports guys uh, at a bar that I am blanking on the name of. It was up in, uh, I believe, Northwest. It was either it was not last season, but it was the year before. Oh, and it was put on by Rip Twitty. We had a whole party, and it was the year before. We had a whole party up there and a live podcast to kind of celebrate uh, the Blazers, hoping to, hoping to have a good run. And then they got swept by the Pelicans. So that was not the best. Uh, it was great. We set this whole thing up, man. We set up the live show for Game Four of the series before the se- uh, series had started. We were thinking, okay, you know, it'd be a great one. The Blazers at home or. No, it wasn't at home. It was on the road, and that's why we had this party going on. Uh, everything was planned out perfectly until we saw all these losses coming in. And then it was like, oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> then, then you're hoping, like, okay, game four, they're going to turn it around. And they didn't. They did but uh, we did have a great party. We, it was our first time trying to do a live show. wasn't perfectly smooth, but we learned a lot from it, had a great time. And I did get this awesome Rashid Wallace card. And she is definitely one of my favorite players. So shout out to Brandon for that uh, card. Shout out to Brandon for that question. And on to question number seven, Laman Wyatt Slurp at The Beardiest. Awesome to have you back. No, sir, awesome to have you back. Again, thank you to all the listeners who have been writing in and all the all of you sticking with us. Uh, we are back, and we'll be bringing it to you all season. So thank you. Uh, Wyatt Slurp, The Beardiest, asks, do you think Gary Trent Jr. has a shot at meaningful minutes? And I'm assuming he means uh, this season. So, Ty, what do you think? This year, are we going to see Gary Trent Jr. in the rotation? Um, I would like to, but no. 
I think he's going to take that Jake Lehman, Pat Connington, Alan Crabb approach where they sit him for about two years, and then the third year they will use him. I, I just don't know where he fits in right now with Bazemore and Hood in. Those are both guys who can play both small forward and guard, and that's kind of what he does. Um, yep. He brings a nice shooting off the bench, and he's a confident one-on-one scorer. He knows his role. Like He won't try to do too much when he's on the court. I think he's a good guy that way. Um, but I just think it's going to be hard for him to get minutes this year. And they're going to kind of bring him in for garbage time. Stotts will probably do something. If, if guys are hurt or whatever, he'll just start Gary Trent for like five minutes one night, like he did with Jake <laughs> Lehman, both halves, stuff like that. I think that's what we'll see from him. And then next year... Once things are a little bit more maybe simpled out, he'll he'll get some minutes. Yeah, I could see it, man. I, I I think that's a good way to put it though. Is kind of the the he's just he's gonna be riding the bench for one more. He's got kind of that Pat Conan Pat Connaughton, Patty Pat three ball type role uh, for the Blazers this year, where he's not really gonna be minutes because we got not gonna be getting minutes because we've got guys in front of him that can do what he does at just maybe a more consistent level, if not higher level. I think uh, the Blazers so- thought. When they first got these guys, Simons and Trent, I think they thought it'd be flip-flopped. I think they were thinking Trent would be taking over minutes this second year and Simons would still need some time to develop because of his young. And cause, yeah. Or, yeah, I think that because they had Trent in college for a year. He played pretty well. They gave him a... or They traded back into the second round for him and they gave him a pretty nice contract for a second-round guy. And I think they thought he would be able to come in more right away, more like mature, more like physically ready than Simons. But I think Simons just impressed so much people last year and in summer league that he just, like he had, I think he just moved right ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, we've certainly seen a lot more from Simons than I think we expected, even in a small sample. And yeah, I just, I think Gary Trent, he's looking good when we've seen him play in like summer league and smaller stages. But yeah, I just don't know really if we've got, uh, if he's got that window, if we, if we, if he has an open corridor to kind of get to the uh, rotation minutes too immediately, but plenty of time down the road for him. He's very young. All right. That is seven questions. Uh, seven, seven listeners that have written in. Thank you so much, you guys. I'm going to go to random.org and get a number drawing, a random number between one and seven. And Ty, what are we drawing for today? It is a prism card. It's from Panini. So, and it's it has uh, it says get hyped on it. It's got Lillard putting his arms up, kind of like he uh, did when he did his bombs away. It's nice, a little bit different. Nice it, it, I mean, so it's not that picture, but he still got his arms up, and it says get hyped. He's in his black uniform, nice little silver little prism. It's got shiny. Let me see this on the screen here. Nice, nice one. Yeah, okay. So what's great, I love that you mentioned that pose too because I there, I found a gift today with Dame with his arms up like that, kind of that bring it on kind yeah. of pose. I, I almost used that gift for the whole thing. Like, we're back or here we, you know, return of the Trailcasters. But I'm glad I, uh, I, I wish I had gone with that one so it would have been a good tie-in. But I think the Eminem, Guess Who's Back, was good. I'm it worked a fan. out. I'm I liked it. it. <laughs> but that is, that's a sweet card we have here today. So the first giveaway to Damian Lillard Prism. Did you say rookie or? Nope, just a regular Okay, okay. It's 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 a, a nice. It's a 2017-2018. Okay, so this is going to random number random.org one through seven answers. Number one, number one was PDF normal at Bob Deeger. You have won the Damian Lillard Prism card. And look at Ty here, man. He's not. We talk about these being his stocks. He's not just giving away some some trash stocks no. on the end. He's giving you a Damian Lillard Prism card right off the bat. That's how we roll at Trailcast. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Yeah. That's how we do. Awesome, man. 
Thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything, preferably Blazers. Uh, you can reach us at Trailcasters on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me at Rip City Keith. You can find Ty at, uh, what is your Twitter handle, please, sir? It's just, uh, so it's, it, it's at Ty Delbridge. At Ty Delbridge. Yep. That's, that's, that's too simple. simple. And I'm then I also sure got my sports that. cards at, uh, oh, wow, I'm blanking it. It's at uh, TD Sports. It's at TD Sports cards. Wow. Can't believe I'm <laughs> TD Sports. There you go. Uh, so those are our Twitters. Uh, you can find us at trailcasters on gmail.com. You can also uh, find us all the pods on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, many other sources. And please, we are always looking for what, Ty? Five stars. Yes, sir. Uh, you can always find Odar's music at soundcloud.com slash odarbeats. Always support your local beatmakers. Thank you, Envy Adventures. Thank you, Clearly Speaking Oregon. And thank you, Ty. Thank you, man. Thank you. This is awesome. Uh, in closing, your alma listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, Odar, for the fat beats. Thank you, our sponsors, Envy Adventures, and Clearly Speaking. And thank you to our listeners for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Ripsy basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. And please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters. Trailcasters. <laughs>